Hello and good morning. I am your host, Ainsley Bowden, and we are welcoming you to episode 263 of the BitCast on Season Gaming and Simulcast on the Hoglaw YouTube channel. So I'm also not Ainsley Bowden. He is at Los Angeles to go talk to Xbox people about their showcase that we'll also be talking about with you this morning. I'm, I'd also like to welcome Dan and Travis here. How are you guys doing this morning? I'm here, man. I gotta shut my phone off, though. Are you ready uh, for the BitCast? Um, yeah, mostly. He doesn't uh, look it, Hogue. I, yeah. if, I could, if I could commentate here, <laughs> it looks very unprepared. No, no, I'm good, good. I'm well, good we now. can't all yep. look as prepared as wearing a tie. Yeah, so. that's true. That true. It's it's all guys. But it is yeah, a big cool. morning. It's it's a morning where we've got a showcase in the Xbox showcase and a Starfield Direct that's happening later today. And we also had a big week of shows already. We saw the Summer Game Fest. We saw the Day of the Devs. Uh, we were just talking in the pre-show about the Wholesome Gaming uh, Direct yesterday. Mm-hmm. So did you guys get a chance to watch the Summer Games Fest or any other shows this week? I, I just watched them in piecemeal so i just kind of caught what i thought i was interested in and everything else was kind of like all right that was nice you know so just did, did, stars on repeat and pokemon games yeah I, I did catch a lot of red bull ads and uh some other stuff so went out and bought some of that so good job keely um but yeah yeah <laughs> jeff keely sold you some red bull he did he did he sold well, probably a lot that's of a job yep yep Jeff. Got a All right. Well, I guess before we get into that, did anybody find any time to play any video games this week? Sure. Yeah. We've been playing, Travis. Can you talk about it, well, Travis? I can. Well, oh. some of them. I reviewed <laughs> I reviewed a video game this week. It's oh. called Grey Hill Incident. All right. It is a horror game that is a classic alien invasion story. And I awarded it a three out of ten. Wow. Oh, Travis it is, is back very, on his bit. Yeah, that's right. It is a very bad game. I wasn't expecting it. Uh, it is just so you know, the reason we reviewed this game for those who ask how these quote smaller games get reviewed. This game had 500,000 views on YouTube when IGN posted a trailer and it had a whole bunch of people in the comments and elsewhere on the internet saying, I'm very excited for this game. The trailer, as it turns out, was pretty misleading. It had a uh, about a 30 seconds of gameplay, all one second long clips cut between each other uh, to make it look super cinematic and cool. It is not that. It is a very bad game that doesn't work and wastes a lot of your time, as it did for me, because I played the whole game. Uh, what and, kind of uh, game is it? Is it an adventure game? It is a horror game. Okay, uh, uh, horror is the, the genre and tone, but like, what are you doing yeah. to interact with the game? It, it's one of those horror games where you just crouch around and hope that the thing doesn't see you. Okay, so it's like and that one, last. Yeah, yeah uh, kind of like um, if you ever played this, like Slenderman games or... Uh, Is it like Choo Choo I mean? Charles? Yeah. It's worse than Choo Choo Charles. Wow. Yeah, Choo Choo wow. Charles got a four. This is a three. It is substantially worse. It is a lower number. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, pretty, um, it's pretty bad, but I played that game. Um, I've also been playing a ton of Diablo as well. I wrote some guides for Diablo this week, as did Ains. His aren't as good, but he, uh, we both wrote guides <laughs> this week for Diablo 4. So if you are playing a sorcerer and want to know the best build, 
IGN's got you. We've also got uh, a guide for um, druids and I think some other classes. So um, just lots of people have got lots of questions about Diablo 4 because that's the biggest game in the world right now. And uh, I've been working on a lot of content for that. So also played some Destiny. Not as happy about that time of my life, but you know, it's that's still happening. Unfortunately, Diablo Four is pretty good. It's pretty. I'm willing pretty to go good. out on that limb. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. What do you plan, Hogue? What's the? So I have three alts because I basically get it into the mid twenties and then decide I want to see something else. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm currently working on a druid, which unfortunately is proving to be less than survivable right now in the build that I have. So I have to try to figure out how to get through some strongholds. I really hate, and I love Diablo 4, but I really hate games that have this kind of level lock above you concept. And the yeah. strongholds in Diablo 4, I think, are always two levels higher than you by the looks of things. Yeah, you, you can drop drop down to World Tier 1, and it'll even it out for you. That's what yes. I am doing, yeah. Yes, and, and that is an option. Yeah. But it's, it, I just don't love that design. I, I agree. I, I prefer to be able well, to go and say, let me get a little bit more even or even better, and then... Yeah, you guys are playing the game in an interesting way. Uh, that's all I'll say. It's a lot easier to roll alts once you have beaten the campaign just because you can skip the campaign and then run around and do things. And also, I think the reason certain activities are levels above you is because your equipment adds a significant load in terms of like how many levels you are. Like, you know, I'm in a world tier three now. I think a lot of activities are like five levels above me or something like that. But I feel like I'm like 10 levels above them just because my equipment and loadout and stuff. There's a, there's this weird like teenage period in Diablo in between levels 20 and 40. It's like that weird period where you, where your character feels awful. And it's like just this interminable and you only have to deal with it one time if you beat the campaign because then after that you can just boost past that awkward little teenage gap on all your alts. But there's like this weird... Uh, like it's actually exactly how I was describing it. I was saying it was we're an awkward. We have like a half build. Like I know yeah, what I exactly. want to do with this thing, but it's not ready for prime time. Yeah, but and like I, the I druid think the game to, doesn't feel good. At the that druid point. has to clear a stronghold in order to get his magic powers, and so I, I've been trying to do that. Uh, but I'm slamming against it, and I'm going to probably do something else instead. Yeah, or you could play with friends. I could play with friends, but that would imply yeah. that I have friends to play with, Travis. Hmm. <laughs> Anybody. See, every time I play a game with you, though, Travis, you just go rolling through all the content because you're that much, you know, better mm -hmm. or have put more time into whatever game we're playing. I'll, I'll play on my alt. I got a level 15 rogue. That'll probably not be good. What's yeah. funny is my brother's running a rogue, and I got the chance to watch it for the first time yesterday. And that the rogue can get crazy. I mean, he's he's a level 50, and he's bouncing around the screen like a pinball. The rogue is very good. It's probably going to be my main when all said and done. I kind of haven't been able to choose which class I play as right now because I've just been doing it for whatever whoever needs a guide for what. But ultimately, I think the rogue's going to be my my main because the rogue she is she's super fun, and I keep getting killed by her in PvP. It's very irritating. Well, I'm a druid. I was in love from the first utterance of the word werebear, but then yes. I go to look at my builds and like three articles in a row are like be anything but the bear i was like no i want to be a were bear we're gonna figure this thing out but yeah. yeah well luckily the druid has probably the most build diversity 
in of all the classes so i'm sure there's a werebear build that's good uh, but you're right most of the articles i've seen have been like don't stay be away bear. from it and yeah. i was like no i'm not listening to you pc gamer yeah, yeah i want to be a bear that's always a good call it's good it's call. always well with the necromancer you know a lot of them are you know don't be a minion build you know and that, that that's kind of the fun part of being the necromancer is you know being able to build that kind of thing and i don't know about every other class but and I played a lot of Diablo three. I feel like this Necro is super gear dependent, like, like more so than I've seen. I think all, all the classes are though. they all okay. I don't, I, I haven't played yeah. any other ones. God, they're all, yeah, they're all kind of gear dependent for your build. Um, but I think the Necromancer, I would put it in second place as how good it feels to get through the campaign with it, because it feels good almost immediately, like level five or six or something like that. And it never really stops, but it does have a weird, it still has that weird teenage period yeah, where you're like sure in between good and bad. And it's, it comes at the worst part of the campaign where there's not a lot going on in the campaign. And you're kind of just like getting through those yeah. middle acts that kind of suck. And then, uh, yeah, as soon as you beat the campaign, the game just completely changes. It feels That's multitudes better on all your characters. And then you can go back and play your alts and they feel good the whole way through because you level up super fast and you start getting good gear immediately. And, um, it's just a different game. That, that's why I was saying last week you should burn through the campaign because I think, you know, normally I'm not a min-maxer who's like, oh, yeah, I burned through the campaign. I love taking my time. But this game, like, if you don't, it kind of it feels noticeably worse playing the game, <laughs> you know, mid-campaign. So it really, I do recommend just getting through it. Yeah, well, I, I love the build crafting. I mean, I think all the classes have a lot of fun choices to make. And I really like yeah. the keyword system because you can just kind of zoom in on what you want to try to achieve with your build when there's a lot of choices. So I'm a, I'm a fortify were bear and, nice. and it feels good often, but the strongholds have proven to be very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I have, well, trouble, I have trouble with bosses, you know, so it's that, bosses that are the hardest part about being a necromancer. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. you gotta, you gotta really, Especially when you, you you're you're trying to do like corpse explosion and bone spear, and it uses you know bone spear is such a big mana drain, and 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 trying to create enough corpses just to keep your minions there, and then you know on top of that, uh, you know trying to raise the essence, you know, so it's kind of like a balance of yeah. do I create another minion or do I? Luckily, I have enough. I've got my gear to the point where it's uh, I think I have like thirteen different minions. That I can raise right now, so and they're pretty buffed. But you know, nice. I, I hit level fifty yesterday. I hit, uh, I got my nice. horse, so I'm just gonna. Dan joins the Paragon board. Yeah, yeah. I got a couple points, in and that. you still haven't beaten the campaign, huh? I'm. That's what I'm doing now. I've just. I said the hell with all the side quests. I'm just gonna bust through this campaign, and then because I, I like I don't know why I thought like for a second I was like, man, I'm, I don't want to waste experience. I feel like I'm wasting it, you know, going to do all these you side are. missions. I know. That's why. That's why I was like, okay, I'm just going to do the campaign. I got my horse this morning, and yeah. I'm just going to keep plowing through. So I'm in Act Four, I think, right now. Nice. Hopefully yeah, you're getting there. Sure. Six yeah. acts. I think one of those acts is very, very short. I think the fourth act. So, yeah. Good. Well, I love the game. I just Same. have been having trouble. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you need help, I'm online, Oak. I'm going to be writing guides all day today after the Xbox show. So you know, happy to help. Yeah, absolutely. No, I appreciate it, Travis, and I appreciate everybody's offers. I can see them in chat. I um, 
I am not used to playing Diablo with other people. I just have to be honest about that. I've been mm-hmm. playing since the beginning. And Diablo 1, I don't know, had any options for that. Diablo 2, I rarely did that because the internet just wasn't what the internet was back then. And Diablo 3, I never liked as much as the other two Diablos. This one is great, but I just haven't jumped in with other people. Yeah, it definitely feels like a game immediately that was meant to be played with people. A lot of the balanced decisions make sense. But I've also probably mostly since the review period ended played solo which is weird because I played during the campaign, the review period, like almost exclusively with the groups. So, um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, it, it, it is. I, I get why people like Diablo solo because that is its legacy, but this definitely feels like a game where they were designing it around multiplayer. So it's interesting because the game design, I agree. And I, I do run into like the destiny events and, and, and see people flying around and that's fun. So I can see the fun there, but it is, copying kind of tonally from Diablo 2, which is this kind of lonely wanderer game. And from a tone perspective, I like being a lonely wanderer. So yeah. it's interesting. It's interesting. But Diablo 4 is great. I'm definitely playing Diablo 4. Like last week, I've been playing a lot of board games. We talked about that a little bit. Nice. Um, what board games are you playing? So I'm really deeply into a game right now called Final Girl. I don't know if you know this one. It's no. a game where you are like a like a horror movie final girl and you fight against different killers at different Mm -hmm. locations very dead by daylight that way uh but you manage a a hand of cards to do actions like i'm gonna try to walk and you roll dice and you see if you have successes or not and you have to manage the bad roles that are going to come and what the killer is doing and gaining power by killing victims around you and it's just tremendously thematic Final Girl is cool. awesome. Could not recommend more. It's probably going to be one of my favorite board games of all time. Man, that's cool. I have not heard of it. Neither have I. The whole series Girl. of these games. Jeez, look at this. <laughs> yeah. So, so the way you... So like some indie games now in the board game space, you, you buy it in pieces. So you buy a feature film of Final Girl and it'll have, let's say, their Freddy stand-in, who's called Dr. Fright, and Maple Lane, which is definitely not Elm Street, and that'll be a location and a killer. And then you could buy another feature film and then you could mix and match those final girls and those villains and those killers while you play. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's a really cool system. And they have, I think, two seasons out right now. So it's 10, 10 feature films. Woo! Huh. There's a lot of a lot of board games. There's a lot, a lot of board games. But each game is like an hour long. So it's not one of those where you have to like hunker down for a four-hour match. Yeah. Do you play with like your family or it's a solo game actually it's a, oh, it's a, it's a one player game. only so no. it's essentially like playing a video game because everything is programming language the killer has like a, a the card will say target's closest victim you know one move knife icon for kills it's really 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 well done hmm. that's interesting single player that's probably why i haven't heard of it because i don't know it's just whenever i play a board game i, I don't think i own really any single player ones it's usually a, a group activity i've never liked a muscle. single player board game before this one interesting okay um, yeah i've never even heard of one before so solitaire but, i don't yeah. know if that's a board um, game but. that is a card game but yeah, yes, a card game I hear yeah, you. yeah. Take it. i've been playing anything else uh so i've been playing final girl what else i've been playing oh yes i i bought the new amnesia i don't know if you know amnesia the bunker definitely bunker, not on dan's yeah. list no i know what amnesia is but i'm not no Looks good. 
So it's kind of a I, semi open world crafter type amnesia in a World War One trench. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, I bought it. I still haven't picked played it yet, but I've been playing bad horror games, but I do want to get on that one. Yeah. No. You guys so, tried the uh, the Liza P demo? I did no, not. I it it looks cool. Up. I I did it I did it yesterday and uh yeah, it's uh it's definitely Souls and uh with Pinocchio. Not your type of game? Yeah, no. No. I, I actually won pretty far. You tried it. Good on you. Well, I didn't know what it was. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't really know how. You know, I just didn't really pay attention. And I was like, hey, Pinocchio kind of, you know, I might be able to, you know, handle this. And, you know, it wasn't like scary or anything. It's just, you know, I mean, immediately out the gate, you know, you have your Estes flasks, you have your bonfires, you have your, you know, just like, all right. Yeah. I mean, they're so boring at this point. I, mean, I don't even know how you guys can enjoy them. It's, it's 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 all the same stuff. They just change the name of things, and then it's I mean, you that, know. That's and then how they genres Pinocchio. work usually. I mean, yeah. that Terrible. wouldn't that be pretty reductive for all video games? Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just the same thing. I don't know how you enjoy RPGs. They all have stats and equipment. It's exactly. You know, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. Nobody understands. It. But speaking of RPGs, there are rumors that the Final Fantasy 16 demo is going to drop today. Are you guys going to pick that up? If it yes. comes out. I will yes. definitely be trying it. For sure. Fun fact: I know nothing about Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, <laughs> I have. I know I'm not going to cover that game because it's way too big, and I already know Mitch uh, did the review. So I'm just going to go in completely blind. Maybe I'll learn something today, and I'll then I'll, then that will be all I know about Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, very excited. I'm all right. Well, I'm interested in trying the demo. Certainly, I'm not yeah. as enthused I know you're about worried it about it. Should be. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But what if it, what happens? I mean, what if it's what if it's good? Like, what is Final Fantasy though? Is it turn based RPG though? Is I think it would be good? I just don't. It's not going to scratch the itch of a high budget Final Fantasy RPG for me. It's going to be much closer to a Forspoken or a even Strangers mm -hmm. of Paradise. It's like okay, that's a game. It just isn't. It just isn't fitting into that kind of high-level spotlight that I usually have when a Final Fantasy is coming out, a numbered one. Is it, is it, is it the, the combat mostly, or is it like what... I mean, it's it's combat, but it's also just kind of the, the thrust of what they've built. It's not party-based. It doesn't have those character interactions. They, mm. they try, they've tried to say that they do, but yet every time they've tried to say that, it's clear that they don't. Like, it's not going to have the same level of party or management that I expect from that game. That's the itch that I want scratched from a Final yeah. Fantasy. So it's going to be something different. That's fine. And they're looking for a bigger audience. That's fine too. Um, but I'm not as enthused about it as I should be. And I hope that they find that audience that they, that they need because I want Final Fantasy to continue. I don't think this is the right direction, but I'm not in charge. Hmm. Time will tell if it's the right direction. I know nothing about it, but as you know, I don't care if they change things. So I'm here for it. Let's see, see if it's any good. Yeah. I understand where you're coming from for sure. <clears throat> but, you know, like with... You know, I want them to change to... things, but they're not they're not going to be as satisfying to the people that liked it the way it was, right? I mean, like that's just... Yeah, they, they, sure. they made that choice. Yeah. You think they'll ever go back well, that way? Yeah, it depends. I, I, as I as Travis says, it depends on how this bears out, but we'll see. 
I think they will definitely go back. I think Final Fantasy can contain both. Right. And if this is the story they wanted to tell and the way that they wanted to do it, you know, they're artists. Artists are going to artist, you know. They're trying new stuff, doing weird things, telling stories that maybe don't fit the mold of a party-based kind of system. And if it's good, it's good. And if people like it, they'll probably do more of it. And if they don't, they'll probably go back to what, people did like but i think there's probably a reason they're changing i think there's always a reason the final fantasy franchise has been so good at adapting and rolling with the punches over the years um so i'll be interested to see if this is uh if this succeeds in expanding their audience like they're hoping that they they'll do well whenever you reach out for new audience you always run the risk of making it smaller and losing the the audience that you had to begin with yeah I oh, say yeah. yay to risk. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, risk I mean, it at all. There's, 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 you know, I always go back to Yakuza with this, and I, I really enjoyed Like a Dragon. I, I didn't think I was. I was actually mad when they announced it, and I was like, this is ridiculous. This is nothing. But they also kind of kept the old style going with like judgment, right? So, yeah, you know, I think they could do both. And I really, yeah. ended up, you know, I reviewed it. I think I gave it a nine. Yeah, I, I think if Final Fantasy 16 is a, is successful, that's what they'll do, Dan. I think yeah. they'll have like, you know, an offshoot that that maybe continues the old Final Fantasy like to see yeah. situation, and I think the new one will become something. But, you know, I I once read this fantastic novel called Green Eggs and Ham, and um, <laughs> it taught me that you know sometimes you just gotta you gotta try something before you try new stuff, right? Sometimes you got to try that Yakuza like a dragon before you you know if you hate it or not. So Yeah, because in its bones, right, it's still Dick Yakuza. It's still the yeah. same story kind of stuff. You know, it's all in, inside. It's all the same. It just kind of changed a little bit of stuff. Yeah, yeah it was fine. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, like, I totally get what you're I like, like a, I like uh, Yakuza like a dragon more than any other Yakuza game. Now I go and I play There's the old way like and that. I go. Yeah, now I play the old way, and I'm just like, eh, this is, I mean, this is cool, but it's not as I don't blame you. Turn-based strategy offers more interesting dynamics than action games. <laughs> in, this, in this case, in this genre, I liked it more, but, you know, see. They made a good choice. Uh, but speaking of Yakuza, and I, I lose track of exactly what series this thing is in now that they've tried to rotate the names around. Mm. Yes. Talk to yeah, me yeah. about the new Like a Dragon game, Dan. Did you did you get excited about that from the Summer Game Fest? Yeah, it looks good, man. Uh, like a Dragon, uh, Gaiden, uh, the man who erased his name. Yes, yeah. it's it's definitely not the man with no name because that's taken. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that was it was uh, about what I was expecting. It looked like he had, you know, web shooters also and throwing people around. I mean, it looked it looked just as you know. Crazy as most of the other Yakuza games, maybe more so. Uh, I love uh, Kiru and his, you know, that was, you know, for those that don't know, the main character throughout most of the uh, uh, series. Uh, and I'm always here for more Yakuza. They really haven't disappointed. Um, I was really kind of surprised with the Ishin remake because I never got to play it before. Uh, that was really good too. I just like the, they're really good at telling uh, like really serious like uh, kind of emotional stories. But at the same time, you're also looking for a professor that 
you know, steals people's panties. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's all over the place, right? It's, I'm it's, always it's looking like, for that, yeah, personally. Super, oh, yeah, boy. super weird stuff. Oh, but boy. Yeah. You could obviously plow past that stuff and not do any of the side content, but that's, that's you know, that's kind of its charm. You know, a lot of little mini games and stuff like that, which I'm sure this will have, and um, I'm pretty excited for it. Um, I think they announced that one, and then they announced the, the second Like a Dragon, mm-hmm. the turn-based one, you know, last year, I think. Um but I'm um, yeah, I'm always excited for you. Remind me, is that stuff. what Gaiden means now? Is like a dragon Gaiden action games? I you know, I, I so that? much it changes so much. I, I don't know, I have no clue. It's just like this one, I think, takes place between the end of like the main Yakuza storyline, like six, uh, and the like a dragon turn based game, uh, somewhere in between there. So I think that's where this is supposed to take place. Yeah, they've really muddled my understanding yeah, of it's, where well, they, yeah, yeah. They, they, it's all over the place, man. Basically, the if they don't show uh, Ichiban, it's probably that right. other franchise they're doing. And if you see Ichiban, then it's probably the new one. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've kept up less with the Kiryu and Ishin and stuff like that. Like, I bought all those games, but they're sort of on the backlog just because... If it's not Ichiban Kasuga, I kind of, I care less. I just want to, I want to, I want to continue that story personally. I mean, the Yakuza games have been cool because as Dan says, they are some of the more intricately told stories in video games. They're very premier television type stories with a lot of characters moving around and a lot of different motivations. I I love Yakuza Zero. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And they always have good characters, good character development. Um, you know, and, and it, a lot of games you, you, you play and you're like, yeah, I can see where this is going. You kind of spot that twist, you know, from a mile away. And, but with Yakuza, sometimes you're just like, oh, Hey, that was, it's too well weird done. to predict. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Ace, you have it's no like idea. Ace Attorney. Yep. Ace Attorney sometimes is like too weird to predict the ending. You're just like, well, how would I have ever known it's, that? That's crazy. Your soul was transferred into the other person. Yeah, yeah obviously, bro. Come on. You didn't know that. Of course. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm interested to see where they go with that stuff. Did you guys uh, see anything at Summer Game Fest that was caught well, your I, eye? I talked about it last week, but Alan Wake Two continues to look even better than I had hoped. So the early previews on that, Ryan McCaffrey played it for our outlet, and he said it was extremely impressive. So I'm really I'm looking forward to Alan Wake Two. Yeah, me too. Because I I like Alan Wake One almost purely for the story even though the game as a game is sort of not good and it sounds like this is going to be very good as a game and then combine that if they manage to keep the storytelling to the same level it was with the first game i think it's going to be crazy good i'm very excited i mean alan wake is again another aspect of one of my favorite stories in games it was it was a better stephen king whoa bold it was a little overwritten (laughs) a little overwritten like stephen king also well, they they like to override it, Remedy. They they like yeah, they their do. their poetry and their lyricism, and there's there's no doubt that it is very deliberately overwritten. It's it's designed to be in that kind of Stephen King space. But I love the stuff they do with light and dark. I love the stuff with the with the the flipper switch. I love. Yeah, that was such a good twist. Are they uh, keeping it episodic? Is because you know the first one was formatted like a TV show. Are they doing that again? I, would... I haven't read that. Yeah, I haven't read that either. I I kind of hope that it is like that. I kind of thought that was a cool gimmick. 
Well, I love the music extras, especially. Yeah, I liked the uh, the summaries, even though you probably are just going straight from chapter to chapter, because it just gave you the option to peel off and then come back and like force yourself to only do one episode a day. Um, I recently replayed that game with my fiance, and we did one episode a night, so that way it could feel like a full, you know, TV show. With the, yeah, you feel the cliffhangers a little bit more. Exactly, it's a lot better. I that's why I hate binge culture actually, because I miss the uh, the week to week kind of discussion and cliffhangers. You miss talking about Lost at the office. Yeah, I miss that. I miss the kind of <laughs> weekly. You know, it controls a little bit of the uh, the discourse um, and the suspense and. Yeah, I I kind of that's why I'm excited for Telltale to come back actually because <laughs> they're one of the games that actually force you to play it episodically and it causes some discussion, which is cool. That's actually a good question. I haven't checked in on the Expanse. Is it is it releasing in their old format or is it releasing it is. altogether? It's releasing one episode at a time and they're uh they're pre-creating the episodes so they're going to be a lot more consistent than last time. It's going to be 2 weeks apart like every 2 weeks. They get that's the right way to do it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because the whole like develop as we go, I think was out of necessity, and now they have less of a necessity. So, I think they're just developing the whole game and then and then releasing it in a cadence of two weeks. Which is well, cool. Telltale before they became Telltale had that kind of policy. They were making the Sam and Max games that way. They did the Monkey Island, and it was supposed to be that way. It didn't work out. True. Then Walking Dead rolled around, and they kind of became what they were. Yeah. As they, as they built up to their end. Yeah. That was because they were doing a lot of development work, though. I think it was, you know, they're going through a little bit of a revolution. And now, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see uh, if the quality stays the same. And because they had a lot more time to work on their game. But um, I, I, I played the it. first episode of The Expanse, uh, I which I think I can now talk about. Yeah, yeah you told us that. Lot. Yeah. So, um, and I, I mentioned it really briefly a couple weeks back, but I've been playing a game called Star Trek Resurgence. Uh, that is a game from a company called Dramatic Labs, which I understand to be some Telltale offshoots. And it's very much a Telltale game, but it's quite good. Nice. You should try it out. That is a good one. What platform is it on? I'm playing it on my PlayStation, but I think it's all platforms. Nice. Mm-hmm. I have truly not heard of that game, which is interesting. I don't know what that means. I think that's probably marketing side of things. I hadn't heard about it either. And then I, I tend to sometimes go through the stores and just kind of look at trailers so do I. Then, That's why I'm surprised I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, it's on everything. It's um, I want to say it was a forty dollar type game, uh, but it is it is very good. It's kind of captured the difficult decisions to make framework. You get to play as both a member of the bridge crew and the engineering crew, so you get kind of the upper decks, lower decks look at a Star Trek vessel dealing with some stuff. That's cool. They had another game, a uh, Star Trek game announced it didn't they it was like a like a home worldy kind of game maybe yes there was a uh, a game that looked like it was probably going to be a stellaris type 4x mm. yeah yeah stellaris um, but i don't remember what the name is that a summer game fest announcement? Yes. yeah i think so yeah. uh, did you guys in, what did you guys infinite. like from summer game fest Dan, so i really like i really like alan wake yeah um i'm very enthused about final fantasy 7 rebirth but Same. it is notable that it got pushed to next year. It's all right. Yeah. That was the big headline, by the way, of Summer Game Fest showcase was, hey, a game that you already knew about is delayed. Yeah, so, I don't think a delay is quite the mic drop that 
I was expecting, yeah. but it certainly was a good trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about the alternate reality stuff they're really leaning into. You know what I mean? Alternate timeline. Oh, Kinda... Travis. I mean, we don't need to go down this road, right? We already talked about my problems <laughs> with 16. If you want to talk about my problems yeah. with 7 Remake, other than being, in my opinion, really close to fraud as to what they sold us, <laughs> actually saying, hey, let's now go and say, what is it? The, the unknown adventure or whatever. It's mm -hmm. like, yep, okay. All these characters you know are in a modified version of the world that you know, dealing with stuff that appears to be things like cloning. So that'll be fun. Yeah. I'm... I'm partial to the original story, personally. I know that there's not a lot of love for Final Fantasy VII on this panel, especially when Ains is here, because uh, <laughs> you know you guys are you prefer know, the other one. But yeah, Final like Fantasy VII is probably my favorite, and I, yeah, I, I really like that original story, and you know, remake kind of did some interesting choices with changing it, and it seems like this is going to drastically change it even further and but we didn't kill uh, fate in the first one for no reason travis it's true mm. it's just a weird it's a weird decision it is a rebirth more than a remake i will appreciate the title change well i mean i think i think it was always the re-series i mean I, I i said that after i finished the first game which is i bet that they call it i didn't say rebirth i think i said i said rebuild or something along those lines where they would just do that because Square Enix loves their weird names. Yeah. Uh, but I really do think that we're going to miss out on some of the cool things from Final Fantasy VII. I expect Aerith's fate to be completely different, as a for instance. Yeah. Without going into details. Yeah. Probably. Either way, I think Rebirth should be a new subgenre. Like, there should, you know how people say remaster and remake? I think rebirth should be a new type of remake wherein you change the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. That, yeah. that, why not? Let's do it. I think my third option. Initial, my initial concept was that the second game would be called Reframe. <laughs> Just redo. Uh, how about re yeah, redo would be a good one. Retake. Yeah. Retake. <laughs> Retake. Final Fantasy VII again, but different. Yeah. yeah, it's almost a Final Fantasy VII sequel. It is a sequel. Yeah. I mean, like that's the trick: is that Final Fantasy VII remake is a sequel. Yeah, Sephiroth has clearly seen some stuff. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. So you like that game? What about you, yeah. Dan? Anything you liked from the game show, the summer uh, summer game fest? Most of the stuff Besides we already all the talked about. Ads. Yeah, the ads. Yeah, the Red Bull stuff. Um. I know the Space Marine I'm kind of excited for. I'm a big 40K fan, or have been, mm. I guess, in the past. Uh, so it was mostly just kind of a co-op trailer. But any more of that, I'm good with. Um, short of that, man, I mean, I, like, I, I have a very specific taste anymore in games. So I don't play a lot of these things that we saw. But, I mean, it, it's still cool to watch. I mean, it's still cool to, to kind of see. Like, you know, there was some Baldur's Gate 3 stuff. Um, I think they uh Jason Isaacs is a good pull for that. Yeah, yeah. Lucius Malfoy, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't usually think of him from. as that, but yeah, he is, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um You saw Spider Man too, I'm sure you Yeah, yeah, the, the release date for that. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you about up. that. How do we feel about the release date and how do we feel about it not being at the PlayStation Direct? It was a little odd. 
Although, has the PlayStation Direct been confirmed? I thought that was that and the Switch. I, I don't mean in the that. future. I meant their showcase. Like yeah. they just Spider-Man said 2. fall. Yeah. For Spider-Man 2, they just said fall 2023. And then they had the date a week later. Yeah. Oh, you mean the date? I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. They've been pretty confident up to this point that they were going to make whatever date they were going to make. So maybe maybe they pushed it back you know, a month or something, maybe, maybe even in that week. Cause I'm sure, I mean, like I, I always say this, but I don't know how development really works. So um, I'm sure it can make a huge difference. You know, even that one month of extra bug smashing, no pun intended, um, but it, it would, you know, I'm fine with October for sure. Um, yeah, no, but, it's, it's three days after Alan Wake. That's a heck of a week for me. Yeah. Good luck, man. Yeah. Live in your best. Alan life. Wake. I mean, at least the first one it wasn't like a super long game. I mean, it didn't seem like it was. I mean, I know it wasn't. I mean, I, that's probably one of the last horror games I played, and I really don't think it. You know, compared it's to the games really that we horror. have these days, yeah, it's really not horror. Yeah. But this one looks it's a lot. Funny, more. I would say Alan Wake is more horror than the games we play these days because I just don't find kind of the gore horror to be that scary when Alan Wake is really existential. Yeah, it's a. It, I think it self describes as a psychological thriller, which I would say is pretty accurate to what it is. It's like I mean, Twin Peaks. It, opened, it opens, really a horror. It opens with a quote about horror stories. Mm. Yeah, but it's written. It's from the perspective of a horror author, but it's not really a horror game. I think it's like a. Yeah, it deals with the subject of horror, and I think people interpret that as a horror game, but. Yeah, it, it's not even self-described as that. The sequel is definitely a horror game, from yeah. what I can tell. It, well, yeah, they're also calling it a survival horror. So, Alan Wake One is definitely very interested in existential questions, which is my True. favorite kind of horror. Did you guys know that the main character in Alan Wake One isn't even real? It's crazy. Well, I mean, that's up to interpretation, but yes, I that did. was my interpretation: is that he's you play a fake version of alan the whole time well no i mean there's the tom zane stuff is circular right so it's did he write tom zane did tom zane write alan wake there's a wonderful easter egg in the college town in quantum break where they have like an entire like blackboard going over the various plot points of alan wake and it's fantastic because it's like yep you could definitely read it both ways yeah i definitely read it as alan was in the lake the whole time but we'll see. Hopefully we'll get some answers to those very tantalizing questions. Um, other stuff I saw that I thought was cool. I'm excited to see Prince of Persia get a new, completely different take on it. I thought that looked cool from, from Ubisoft. Uh, was it Ubisoft? Yeah, Ubisoft. Uh, uh, Mortal Kombat 1 looked pretty sweet. I mean, I know we're fans of those stories, Hoag, so I'm hopeful that that'll be I good. I mean, it looks like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, a new T- 2D Sonic um, yes, I thought was a, a nice, pleasant surprise. Um, interested to see how people who only who are more recent Sonic fans feel about a, a 2D Sonic that looks and seems like it's a little old school. Um, but that was cool. Uh, there was a Pokemon game where all the Pokemon had guns. Pal World. World. Pal World. Uh, that kind of looked interesting to me. Those designs were flying a little close to the sun for this lawyer here, but uh, <laughs> yes. Well, 
Uh, I mean, if we could have Temtem exist, I think we're pretty... But Temtem is a wildly different kind of design ethos for how they actually look. Power World seems to be really close. But they have guns. Yes, I understand they have guns. That doesn't make it better when we're talking about... But did you know they have guns? I did. Okay. Um, What was that? The the, the not Lapras had, like, missiles on its back. Yeah. There was also the uh, the new Don't Nod game. Um, Yeah, that looked really good. Yeah, Banishers, I think it was called. Um, I can't remember the subtitle, but Ghosts of the New World or something, something like that, or Ghosts of New Ghosts Eden. of New Eden. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that one looked uh, pretty interesting to me, and I, I think they're good to dev. Um, there's some Marvel Snap news. We got uh, a trailer for the Twisted Metal movie that looked kind of bad to me, but oh. that's that's me. Um, Path of Exile Two. I could, you know, I've been playing a little too much Diablo to get super excited about that, but that looked pretty interesting to me. And Twisted Metal, um, I believe, is a TV show. Yeah. It's a a it is, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it is a TV show. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, did you play Yes, Your Grace, Hogue? I know, I know Dan didn't. Of course not. You know, I was looking at that. I said, I don't think I have played that one. I played a game called, I, I want to say Kingdom Come. Uh, oh. No, not Kingdom Come. Uh, Kingdom just Kingdom Come. Is- just kingdoms kingdoms yeah yeah okay yeah yes your grace is cool so i'm glad that that got i think it's a sequel or an expansion i wasn't really clear on what that actually was and then um remnant 2 for those who know i did ign first for remnant 2 i went to their studio and i played a whole lot of it and uh became friends with some of the developers through that one of the uh, lead developers on the game is in my Diablo clan, for example. So, um, you know, they're, they're cool guys. Um, they had a release date trailer that showed off some interesting new stuff, including a new world that we'll be visiting that was unnamed, but it's, you know, that game is like you travel to different realms as you play through it, and they, they showed off a new uh, realm that they haven't shown off before. And then the release date, July 25th, which is a lot sooner than I would have expected that game based on what we've seen so far but super excited about that i'm gonna try to review that for ign like i'm gonna ask my editors if i can take that one just because i i feel pretty qualified and also excited i'm, I'm hoping that that game will be really good i like that company um, from, a lot yeah i like them too and from what i've played of that game it seems really like it's punching above its weight as the first game did by the way the first game for the fact that it was made by like 30 people and that was 30 people by the end of development. I think it started with like six. It really succeeded a lot, a lot of stuff um, that that I wouldn't have expected it to. Remnant to 1 is good. Well. Yeah, Remnant 1 cool. So I'm really excited for the sequel. And hopefully, next hopefully month. I'll uh, for that. Yeah, next month, man. It's like a month and a week away about, which is cool. Um, so that was all the stuff on my list of things that I thought were No, I'm glad you mentioned Banishers because I really liked how that one looked. Yeah, I think that one's going to be good. Also, there was like a, a a Subnautica type game under the waves that looked kind of interesting. We'll see. Under the waves. Yep, missed that one. Nope. I saw Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> we all saw Nick Cage. He had another embarrassing <laughs> celebrity appearance on stage at a game event. Well, you can always depend on that from a Keeley show. Yeah. He loves his star oh yeah he does well they they had the they had the immortals guy come out who's apparently an actor and i didn't know who that was (laughs) oh uh my fiance immediately recognized him because apparently he's on a bunch of uh 
those like EW cringeworthy, like, you know what I mean? Oh, the, the CW shows. shows. CW yeah. shows. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. The CW like dramas and stuff. And I guess he's just known for being handsome and that's, that's it. Uh, yeah, so, which I'll admit he was a pretty handsome match. Guy. The yeah. good looking dude presence in the game He's a good looking guy. I'd watch him. Yeah. Was that the Immortals thing? Yeah. It's yeah, Immortals of Avium. Champions of Avium or whatever. What do you guys think of that one? Because it, it, it just kind of came out so, of nowhere and then it looked, it's releasing. I, I, I'm shocked that there aren't more games where you're like a mage casting spells like Doctor Strange style. So when I first saw the concept, I was like, oh yeah, this will look good. Um, but then all the trailers they've shown since have looked like it's not fun. Just to me, like sometimes I can look at the gameplay and be like, I... I I'm worried about this. Like I felt That's that way about, I think it's going to do really well. I, I saw the, it kind of reminded me of Redfall a little bit in like cool premise. And then you see the gameplay and you're like, I don't know about that. That looks a little odd. Um, but I hope I'm wrong. Cause that, that premise is really cool and I'm hoping it'll be, hoping it'll be good. I think fantasy and names like that is going to be a turnoff for some, but I think, I think it looks good. Yeah. Yeah, I hope the yep. game plays good. I guess is my concern. I think the game is going to be cool. Well, we'll and see. before we get to the other show, I want to talk about which is Day of the Devs, which I love every single time I see it. Uh, we show. do have a super chat from Googleman for you, Dan. There he is coming in. I'd like to recommend Fear Agent by Rick Remender, uh, a picture book series somehow related to the writing of Samuel Clemens. In a great in great game material, Googleman just he's always out of left field, and I love him. Yeah, it's just, he's got the best super chats. We'll take I have it. no idea what he's talking about, um, but I appreciate his knowledge. I also don't know. Yeah, never heard of that one before. But thank you, Googleman, for the five euros. We appreciate you. I Keep it coming. Definitely check that out. Yeah. Every week, I love it. I love it. All right. So day of the what now? The day of, day the, of devs? the devs. So great yeah, show. Um, it's a smaller studio show, Dan, which is why you don't know about it. But right. just so you Any know, games, a, lot of, a lot of the games are good. Okay. They, the last couple of years, it starts right after the Summer Game Fest opening ends. Yeah. And Keeley still hasn't kind of put them together in an easy way to just follow along. But you could go find it as soon as the show ended. Um, and it's done by Double Fine, so Tim Schafer's out there being crazy like he does. Um, but but uh, all the videos are the, the kind that I like, which is developers talking about why they're making this game this way and the choices that they made. And a lot of them are from their like apartments or their their houses or their bedrooms or wherever. So it's it's a lot more getting to know the people that are making the games as well as mm. just seeing the games themselves. So it's a really good set of videos i think and i like it more than just the trailer drops that are in the big shows now but there was a lot of cute things in this day of the devs i thought and in particular dan for bigger a or double a games pretending to be triple a i really think hyperlight breaker is starting to look really really good to me i'll have to check this out because you play hyperlight drifter yeah i love hyperlight no. drifter i have the tabletop rpg for that game didn't know there was one but cool yeah i know you didn't no one did I'm raw dog. You know what I mean? Oh, we have That's some. We have a special guest here for a moment. We'll see how long this holds. Oh boy, there he is. Look at oh, this. What a nerd. What a fanboy. 
just showing off his special privilege. Oh my gosh. <laughs> What's going look on? The, look at the twinkle lights, or is that a star field? Do you hear I anything? Hear, I, I can't hear a damn thing. Oh, good. All right. Yeah, well, we all, you're going to have to talk to us then. Yeah. Yeah, we're chilling. We, uh, we got our jerseys. They got a bunch of Starfield stuff going on. Um, yeah, it's starting to fill up. Uh, Is it 60 FPS? Cool, <laughs> they haven't told Ains anything. Come on. Come yeah. on. Well, you met with Tom so it's uh, about an hour to the show yet, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. how you guys doing? We're doing we're well. You can't hear us regardless, so I'll just say anything I want. No, I have it on full volume, and I can barely hear you, so sorry about yeah. that. Your mother. Uh, it's been good, man. The, the vibe here is, like, electric. Like, I've talked to a bunch of people. Talked to Todd Howard last night, which was crazy. Um, so people get are really intro. buzzing, so I think it's going to be a real good show. And I, I've heard a couple things. I, it's going to be a good show. Cool. So. I'm jealous I'm not there this year, next year. Well, we saw a bunch of the IGN folks. There was a whole group of them uh, in the lobby last night. So I know. it was pretty cool, man. Um, you know, all the, the big creators and media guys are here. So it's hey. it's going uh, well. How, he says to the three of us the, uh, who are not. <laughs> what, what, Dan? I couldn't hear you. Is that, is that Sean Labrie back there? Yeah, Sean Labrie right slap there. His, slap, his, slap his bald-ass head for me. Yeah, we Tell got him I love him. There's yeah. PTK. What is happening? I don't know who yeah, that is. Ains, don't commit any assaults for Dan. We yeah. got Ben Kenobi. Sean will be all right with that. I don't know we who that is. Biscuit all the way from Australia. Yeah. <laughs> don't know who that is. <laughs> nice. Dante. We're oh. all here, man. There's a, so I mean, many there's a lot of people around. You love so. to see it. Love to see it. So I don't I know how be... I'm coming through sound-wise, but I figured I'd stop in while I could before it gets crazy in here. You uh, sound great. Yeah. How's, I love uh, that they've, they, uh, they've got, doing, got like, guys. influencer role. Great. What's B minus? B minus? Is that what you said? <laughs> oh, All right. I didn't want to completely disrupt. I thought it'd be cool to swing by. So um, have a good rest of the show. Obviously, I'll catch up with you guys in a little bit. And uh, let's have some fun. Absolutely. Well, there you go, everybody. That's that's Ains in the room where it happens. Yep. That's right. I've been in that room, and it is exciting. He is with yeah, his people. For it's sure. very exciting, and then you realize that you can't do any of your work, and so it's actually pointless to be at that show because you can't do coverage from it. You basically are just a viewer at that point because by the time you get out of that show, all the news has sort of been covered. So it's a cool room to be in, but you're also like the designated, I'm not going to get anything done. And so I, yeah, it's kind of weird that media go to those events. It's always a an odd <laughs> kind of I went there, but I also can't really cover anything. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they're going to do the, yeah, Yeah. a lot like um, what they used to do at the Xbox um, Microsoft theater is they used to turn it into a show floor the day after the conference. And so you would see the show and then the next day you'd come back and then it would be a bunch of stations with Xboxes and PCs and you'd be able to play all the games that they showed. So I'm wondering if they're going to do that this time, because I know they have an extended showcase on monday is it or tuesday they have an ex- extended showcase where they're going to show off more of their games so i'm wondering if ains is going to go to that and or if that's like part of the the show this year because i i just don't know anything about it i'm covering it but i'm doing it remotely unfortunately this year hmm. maybe next year i'll go in person we'll see well, that's fun yeah if you follow ains on twitter he's been tweeting out photos of him with various personalities of all stripes uh, so that. he's been having fun. Yeah. Without us. Yeah. Without us. Yeah. Next year we gotta go, guys. Like 
the IGN office is popping down there. I hear it's like full swing, like it's like filled, and I'm jealous. You say all the big content creators are there to our faces. Well, I'm not a content creator, so I'm okay with that. Yes, you 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 literally make content, Travis, for a living. Whatever, whatever. It sort of just happens. (laughs) I don't do anything. I refuse to believe that you just stumble over to your laptop and an article pops out. Basically. (laughs) 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 Oh gosh, hilarious. You know what? If we all if we all get together, we should just you know hit up Chicago or something. No, nothing games related. Just go eat some food and just relax. Hang Why? out for a day. Find a city. Yeah, just find a Kansas random city. city. Come to Kansas City. We're right in between you guys. So I mean, that that's, sounds. That's... Why would we go? Wait, who cares? There's a. Look at I live in like major cities. Draftcade. We can go and play old arcade games and eat some food, and you guys can eat drink. a Cracker Barrel. Yeah, 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 Cracker Barrel. Visit. Yeah, yeah. He wants to visit. Come over. Yeah, I'm a lonely. Guy. I think it's a pretty. It's a pretty long flight for me, Dan. That's all I have to say. And I have to yeah. find a plane that goes to Kansas City. I don't even think you guys have planes yet. I don't know how I'm going to do just that. Got a new airport. I'll have you know. Oh, okay. and it's nice. Pretty nice. nice. To be honest with you. I do love That's it good. when Travis goes full coastal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, yeah. I can't I mean, help our, it. <laughs> our old airport just had like a Burger King and a Starbucks, and now it's got a ton of stuff. It's like it's it, we're we're moving on up in the world. Um, nice. So, Kansas City, come and see us. We got good food. That's I hope like that's your, your that's city's it. catchphrase. That's Kansas it. City, come and see us. No. That's Please, it. someone. someone yeah. come see us. Please come. We're dying. Uh, oh, my goodness. Well, so, yes, the Day of the Devs is a lot of fun. I really like Hyper Light Breaker. That's yeah, looking like a really cool. good game, in my opinion. And I also really enjoyed seeing a trailer for a game called Viewfinder. Did you check this out, Dan? I did not. So he didn't, he didn't see the show at all. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at some quick recaps right now. Viewfinder is a game in which you have like a Polaroid camera and you can take a picture okay. of things. And then those things manifest in your real 3D world so that you can take a picture mm-hmm. of a bridge and use it to bridge a gap and things like that. It would look really, really impressive. I see it here. Yeah. It does look cool. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested in this one down here. Let's see. This is a... Uh, one wouldn't expect to see an adrenaline-fueled third-person action game get a cr- get crossed with a dating sim, but Studio Psy has uh, taken up the challenge. Yes, that's so, exciting. Pretty cool. Eternites. Yeah, yeah, that one looked cool. I'm uh, I I continue to be interested in Cocoon. That one looks hmm. pretty interesting to me. That one um, looked mind-melting. Yeah, it looked it looks like it will make my brain suffer, which I'm into. Um, Eternites was also a good one. My uh, my fiance got pretty excited about that one. Anything with dating sim mechanics is going to be a a, a, a a yes please in the North of well, household. It was, a, it was a smart trailer. That one had the one with the um, like girl essentially walking you through narratively with the end of the world and the dating sim. And I thought that that was well done. I don't know whether that's my type of game, Travis. I'm not going to lie, but it was a good trailer. Yeah, I, I think it'll be good. Um, and then I think the ones I was surprised by but interested in was uh, Beastie Ball, which just yeah. got announced. Uh, it's Kickstarter. looked pretty interesting. It's a uh, Pokemon-like game where they're playing volleyball against each other. And then I also liked, uh, this was shown at the Wholesome Direct as well, uh, Henry Halfhead, which looks very stupid to me. And I'm I'm interested in playing that one as well. 
So it reminded me of Octodad. It did remind me of Octodad. I actually said that during the trailer, the point where he had to do a very uh, like simple tasks, simple tasks, like make your bed. And then you're like, all right, well, that's going to be hard because I'm just half of a head on the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also a very, very bizarre idea for a game. Who knows what development bug was the inspiration for this game? Because there's no way this was their first draft. I just don't, I refuse to believe it. Unless they dropped acid. I don't know how you how you conceive this, but it was pretty cool. It's funny. I, I, I viewed it as this was inspired by Mario Odyssey, and they decided that Cappy would just be ahead. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I kind of got like like a, the what was the the Goose Game, untitled Goose Game vibes from it. It kind of reminded me of those types of like sandbox, like silly games. But yeah, that one that one made me laugh. Uh, more times than I care to admit, so I'm I'm excited to play. <clears throat> yeah, no, I thought that looked cool. Um, I liked a lot of them. I really like hearing the devs talk. So one of the reasons I really like the Beastie Ball trailer is they had all those different devs talking about things from what appeared to be like I don't know a bedroom. Yeah, and that was that. You know, I, I really like those kinds of looks at development of video games because I love entrepreneurial spirit and I love seeing people in a bedroom figuring out what Beastie Ball is. <laughs> and a lot of them I noticed, especially at the Wholesome Direct, were uh, had a Kickstarter ad like right after the trailer. And so I think that's, you know, a lot of these guys are really still in the figuring it out stage, which is, a you know, probably the most exciting part of the game development cycle. So, yeah, it's fun. It's fun, yeah. It's fun. It's weird. It's experimental. What's not to like? So, mm. if you didn't see Day of the Devs, folks, that's online. You can see it on YouTube. Uh, the Wholesome Direct, I think, is also archived on YouTube. Um, but you can check those out. Lots of good stuff this week, and hopefully, some good stuff today. So, we got the Xbox showcase. We saw Ains rock starring it a bit there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are we looking forward to that? I think so. Um, be a good show. I think expectations could not be lower which is probably (laughs) probably a good thing for xbox um playstation showcase a recent showcase was pretty um you know i think the kids would say mid i yeah mid is a good way to describe it i think and i i think that gives xbox an opportunity um and also i would say Summer Game Fest probably achieved the same level of like mid. I think a lot of people thought, you know, there's a couple good announcements, but they ended on a delayed game that we already knew about. That was their headliner. Um, and I think they opened with what was it, Mortal Kombat 1, which uh, another game we already knew about. So, um, you know, it was, it, it was, I think there were both rooms for improvement. Xbox could knock it out of the park. Historically, they have not done that. And so I think if, uh, if they, surprise us with some stuff it will be huge um definitely expecting fable i think at that point at this point they've just teased it all the heck i think it's i think that's going to be there um the starfield there's a lot going on that for their success as a company i think <laughs> so we'll see what that is hogue i know you're not super enthused about that but i am not and i think anytime i've seen it but i like the yeah. rpgs yeah well i think it'll be that um yeah no, that's a separate show, right? Like after right after. Okay. Yeah, it's right after. I mean, it's basically the same show. They're just calling it separate because they're trying to 
or tell it's the big, audience it's hey, if you don't care about this yeah don't, right. don't watch that yeah that's fine well they got, don't yeah. expect anything during the main show good I, yeah, don't, no. I don't need it if you're gonna give me like a 30 minute thing at the end about you know everything that's in it that's well, all i to need me, that's why you announced the direct is like you know you're not going to do any big sequence during the main show so you don't want people to freak out while the show sequence. is happening yeah here's here's what i don't need to see anything i've seen so far about that so we don't you're going to see, see a lot of things you've seen so far. I don't want to see. I mean, not like. I mean, I'm talking like this year. Like, well, within do we the last think there are few weeks? Do we, do we think there are any surprises at this show? Do we For get? sure. Yeah. I think they gotta have at least, you know, two One. or three things that we didn't know about. Yeah. And do we think that they're going to keep or drop their whole these things will come out in the next twelve months approach that they did last I year? I hope that they keep it. I know it has bit them in the past, but I think it's only bit them because. That strategy is only impressive if you do it for a long period of time. It's one of those things that kind of hurts you the first years you do it because, A, people are used to seeing logo trailers, and B, you know, they, there's stuff we already know about because you weren't following that rule previously, right? If you announced a game three or four years ago, then you just showing stuff in the next year isn't that exciting. But if they stick to that rule, you know, three or four years on, which I think we're at that point now, then we'll see stuff that's coming out this year that we had no idea was coming, which I think would be huge. You see gameplay and you're like, what? I didn't even know this game was a thing. Um, they've sort of broken that rule already a little bit. They showed us basically nothing from Avowed, but we know that that's a game. They showed us a logo from Fable, but we, so we know that's a game. But I think, uh, at least in Fable's case, there were just so many leaks they kind of had to say something because that Fable was announced like two years before they announced it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I hope that they stick to that strategy. Jury's still out. I I think they might fold because Somebody of all in the, the chats that they have dropped it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could drop the, the guarantee kind of language, but they could still have it as their kind of philosophical approach. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah, but that I doesn't that really do. work unless they pull it off. I mean, you can keep doing this year and year and year and year over, you know. But you know, eventually it's going to get kind of old. But I mean, I, I think no, what I mean, Travis is saying is is what I like, which is let's try to stick to trying to keep to things that are closer in term. Yo, and then yeah. yet, you'll have this period where you've announced things five years in advance where you're not really exciting anybody, but eventually you'd get into a place where the shows are more new than they used to be. Exactly. But, and, yeah, and I, I think, think that that was, now. I think that that was their goal with all of this. And I just hope that they, I, 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 yeah, I think whoever said that they aren't sticking to it, I just haven't seen, usually they were pre-messaging all of that stuff. Like, hey guys, we're going to focus on this year and they haven't, which tells me they gave up on it. But to your point, Hogue, if they stick to it mostly, you know, 90%, they're kind of just, just showing the stuff. I think that that's the way to go. And I, I've always thought that was the right strategy because I frankly hate the way some of the other uh, showcases do it where, you know, we, we see a logo one year for PlayStation. Then the next year we see CGI trailer. Then the next year we see gameplay. Then the next year we see gameplay with a release date. And so it's, like four, it's like four years yeah. on. Um, yeah, Starfield, Starfield has had a bit of that uh, for sure. Although I feel like Starfield just got a logo and then very, very little, which is kind of Bethesda's move, right? They it announce did, a game it. and then they, they, they usually don't show it until six months before it goes out. But I think this one got so many delays that they folded. Starfield had like a name and like a space station in the corner. Like that was it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, no, I agree with you. I would much prefer all these announcements to be more in my 
my uh, action item time frame, where if you show me something that says 2025, I'm going to remember it maybe, but it's going in my back file folder and I'm not going to think about it at all. Yeah. It's not going to do anything for you for me in the show. So don't tell me about Fable. I don't want to know until you've got something to show me that looks like Fable. Well, I think they're going to have that. I think they're going to have gameplay. Yeah, but I meant three years ago. Don't tell me you're working. Oh, on yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would have not like I think so I think Fable's kind of a special case because that game got leaked so aggressively they kind of had to say something. Like I, I just remember there was a lot of pressure on like just say Fable. Just like say say the words Fable because we know it's coming. You know what I mean? And so I think yeah. they just were like, All right, all right, yeah, you got us. And I think that's what happened to Starfield. So I mean part of this story is leaking and information that gets out there because I think by the time that they even put out that teaser trailer for Starfield, they were already you know, Kotaku articles and things on the internet about Starfield and what they're working on at Bethesda Game Studios. So I think sometimes these studios or, or these companies are trapped, but I would much prefer to see things in that, oh, we didn't know Evil Within 2 existed until it was practically in our Xboxes. Yeah. Yeah, that would be my preference as well. I I, I prefer Bethesda's traditional thing where... You kind of know it's coming, and then they announce it, and they show you a ton of stuff, and then they go, "This will be out in five months," you know, and then that's the entire. I think I think that's how it should be done, but people love their hype. They love knowing early. They love the logos. They love the CGI trailers for Good and Evil, Beyond Good and Evil Two, and Metroid Four, and all those games that are vaporware. So God, <laughs> probably 4. the minority. Yeah. Oh man. But, I'm I, I'm hoping they. You know, I'm, I'm expecting a surprise or two. Um, I would love to see stuff to you guys' point. You know, that's coming out within the next 12 months. But you know, I don't know where we're at at that point. You know, it's, it's so hard because it's it's always been, oh, here we've got this coming, we got this coming, we got this coming. It's still coming. We're still working on it. Still got this coming. We still got this coming. And and I, I'm tired of waiting. I just, I want like some stuff. You know, I mean, start giving me. Some some results. I mean, I think that is where I'm at with Xbox right now, and this is I think that's know. where everybody's at with Xbox right now. Is yeah. anybody feeling really good about their output? I don't know. No, you know, I'm and, not and, feeling really good about anybody's output. To be that, frank, that's true. Maybe yeah. Nintendo. No, I, I I think yeah, that that is. I think there's a very good reason for that. I think American companies, game developer companies, are in a very weird place with remote work and changing culture, and it's a. Uh, I don't think, I mean, for all the things, benefits it has, I don't think uh, making games happen quickly and come out to a quality that consumers are happy with. I don't think that's one of the benefits of, of all the changes that have happened to our workforce. So, mm -hmm. uh, and then you can see it in countries that are still in office like Nintendo, <laughs> where they put out their uh, games and you're like, wow, this is really polished. It's like, yeah, because they're in the office every day working their asses off and, you know, not taking naps. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just my. I like the know. subtle accusation that the American developers are taking naps. I I I. Uh, it's not a subtle accusation. It's just my uh, experience working remote myself on software and knowing that that is a painful process because remote work is slow. It's slow. It takes yeah. a lot of time to do simple things. It's true. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it, but you know. It's just, I think we just kind of have to get used to that world anymore. So it's, it's, it's what it is, you know, get it when we get it, I guess, you know, I, I just don't get excited anymore. 
you know, I, I and the worst part about it inside, I'm like, I should be so hyped for this and I should be expecting like just greatness out of all these shows. And, and then, you know, and I think I am, but you know, there's always that little part of me that's like, I don't know, you're an idiot. You know, why would you, you know, even think that these guys are going to come out with anything? And this is, this is not exclusive to Xbox. This is, you know, anybody like I, I expect too much. And I think what you said, Travis, about like the new, you know, basically working conditions and how things are working now, you know, I should, I should set back my expectations, but that's not me. You know, I expect a certain level. I'm I'm not even saying I'm not saying games will be bad or that Americans are lazy or whatever. I'm just pointing out that (laughs) I'm not saying that to be clear. All I'm saying is that when you work remote, things take longer. Right. Yeah. yeah, When you're in it, when you're in a a collaborative uh, job, like undertaking, because, you know, I, I've worked on software as well remotely. It just takes way longer than being able to tap somebody on the shoulder and be like, yo, can we get this done? And you know, that, that process is send an email, Oh, I didn't see the email. Did you slack me? Oh, you slacked me. Okay, well, let's put something on the calendar. Well, my calendar's full for two days. And it just takes a long time to do simple things. And so I think, honestly, all of the developers that are located in Europe or the US or these countries that have adopted more of a remote model, I think they're all struggling with the same problem of like, how do you keep up with that same level of production and also let people hug their kids and all that. And I I get that. I get that, man. Like, I'm not saying one way. I'm saying that myself, as somebody who doesn't have kids and really likes working, it's annoying to me. That's all I have to say. It's annoying that people are hugging their kids. I don't hug mine. It's inconvenient to me. I don't. I don't hug mine yeah. at all. <laughs> good. Yeah. That's, they got another place. Good. Yeah. No. Let me. Let me tell you. I. I think that strategy is good because mine didn't hug me either, and now I've got this hole in my heart that I'm filling with work, and it's made me so productive. You know. That's what I'm going for. I'm trying to raise five tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Raise five yeah. Travises. They That's help the world. Do the they American hurt? People, thank you, Travis. Yeah. yeah. Do they hurt? Yes. But that's okay. But yeah. Life is pain. Thank you, die. That's right. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's, our, that's the Rodriguez family credo. episode of the Season Gaming Bitcast, <laughs> folks. <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah. Hogue, I know you're the opposite of Dan when it comes to parenting. And I appreciate that. But you're raising softies. Okay, they're not gonna. You know what I mean? Parents, you hug them too often. Okay, they're gonna be they're gonna be happy walking around expecting the world to treat them like dad did, and it's not. And then you know they're gonna have to adapt. And that's. Uh, I'd rather I'd rather be born knowing how cruel the world is. That's just listen. Uh, you, you have to let them run into a wall every once in a while to right. to you know feel that pain and understand not to do it again. So yeah. that's how my, my outlook, I'm kind of hands off, yeah. you know, just like, listen, I will support you with whatever you need, but you know, you run into that wall again, that's on you, you know? Well, I will say this either way, whatever parenting style, the CEOs of video game companies decide to adopt, they're going to have to figure out the new world order here in terms of how people are going to live and, and remote work. And yes, yeah. I agree that it's a transitional period, but hopefully there's a way that they can figure it out because the workforce, at least here in the United States, is not going back to the way it was pre twenty twenty. Yeah, I agree. It, it's here to stay, and we have to figure out a way to make this work. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I think right now the re- you can see it in the quality, you can see it in the release cadence. I think you can see the culture in the products, and I hate that because I 
I appreciate industry more than I appreciate uh, people being healthy. That's just my, that's just where I stand. And look, you need people like me. You need people on my side of the wall. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying I'm half of the dialogue. You need people like me. I like it. You need people like me on my side of the wall because it sounds so much like a few good men. Yeah. <laughs> you want me on that wall. <laughs> exactly. You do. I'm sorry. You just do. You want, you need people like me. No, I get it. I get that you need people pushing to get product out there that is high quality and is going to sell into the marketplace. Uh, But certainly people are going to have to understand product management and getting projects done in this new circumstance. I agree that it's collaborative and it's, it's difficult for software engineering and video game creation. But hopefully they do find their stride because that's what they're going to have to deal with. The comments is uh, the comments are being very uh, unforgiving to me right now. <laughs> I expected this, and I, I embrace it. It's fine. I am who I am. Yeah, no, I, yeah, we love I, you, man. I think it is fine. I appreciate your commitment to the bit. Yeah, what bit? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not really a bit. No, it's a little exaggerated, but it's pretty much how I am. Um, <laughs> cool. So, what do what are we what are we hoping for? We got 15 minutes left. What do you guys? predictions or hopes or dreams now that we've set the bar as low as possible as yeah. a group we've decided that life is bad and games are bad let's let's decide well what we I, one thing i would add to this discussion is that while we talk about shows and being disappointed by shows we are currently living in a time period where we're playing tears of the kingdom diablo 4 and street fighter 6 this is true and like i can't think of a stronger period of releases in the recent video gaming past so things are very good for actually playing video games, which sometimes we can forget while we talk about That is them. true. That yeah, is but... true. And I, I think maybe I've forgotten that because I spent the last week playing uh, Grey Hill Incident, a 3 out of 10 game. But you're right. Diablo 4 is amazing. Street Fighter is amazing. You know, uh, and Diablo 4 was, I mean, they had a very long development cycle, but they, they went out the gate in a remote environment. You know, Rod and all those people are working remotely and the game turned out well. I think it took longer, but yeah, the, the quality of, of some of the games is starting to get better. And I think we are getting better at remote work. I think, I think it's, you know, people are clamping down a little bit and saying, all right, all right. It was fun hugging you. Now let's get back to business. We've all had our laughs. Let's make some stuff. Let's make some stuff. Let's get back to actually having a purpose here on earth. See, I always wonder, like, is this a product of just really good game development or is it a product of really bad game development in the past year or so where we haven't gotten those, like something like this, where like three games come out within a you know a few weeks span? I think it's both. Just- I think the gap is obvious if you see when like remote work started and then the game releases immediately mm-hmm. after and all the delays. Like it's very obvious when it happened. And I think, I think there's still like a group that hasn't hit yet that we're in development really early when it happened and so because a lot of the games that are coming out now they've been in development for a while and they just they had like a little development gap but there's also going to be a gap of like early ideation didn't really get it off the floor and then there was a two-year delay so i actually think we're probably in for a worse gap kind of down the line like maybe a year from now but maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe people are are ramping up again and we'll see um but yeah it's a it's been tough but i you know as Hoke said, there's a lot of really good games right now. There is. Well, what's the one game you want to see today 
you know, if you could have it from Xbox, you know, we're obviously going to see Starfield. We're obviously going to see some Forza Motorsport, like one that, you know, maybe isn't as on the radar. Like for I me, it's State of Decay 3. That's, if, for if, me, for some for me reason, it's a game. Yeah, for yeah. me, it's a game I don't know about. I want to see a new yeah. IP, something new that IP. completely blows me away. Yeah. Cool. I would love to be surprised. Yeah. yeah. Me too. And you should not be expected to be surprised because anybody who's been in the games industry for long enough knows Microsoft is terrible at keeping secrets. Yeah. They have never had a show that has not leaked in some form. Um, I think I think we'll see Gear 6. I think it's been enough Great. time. Here's what I don't want to see is a car being elevated through the stage for a Forza 40-minute presentation, right? Yes. So like, I know Ains isn't here right now, but one question I do have is how much are they going to hit on Forza? Because those never show well to me. They're just kind of a dead period yeah. in a show because I love racing them. games are racing games. And when I they thought used that to... was separate too, no? The Forza presentation? No. Or that, is that going to be rolled into this? Okay. No, it's rolled into this. Yeah, I, I, I think... I, I agree they shouldn't spend too much time on it because it's a niche audience in the games industry, but I kind of hate how racing games are kind of universally not considered real games or meritous games in the in the games industry. It kind of bothers me. Um, so I think it will have an extended clip, and I'll be stoked for it because I think these games are awesome, but uh, I get that the need to kind of move on. And I also don't know if that's what showcases should be about extended because Xbox is doing this thing where later in the week, they have an extended showcase where they're going to take deeper dives into all of the games they showed. And I hope that that's where most of the Forza news comes out. I hope that they show like a sizzle reel, they intro it and then they go, you can see a whole bunch more of this game because it's coming out this year. I think that's already leaked. It comes out this year and, and you know, you can, you can, you can watch our extended demo and play it if you're here. I think they'll do that, but I, I hope they well, do that. To me, I'm interested because the longer the Forza sequence goes, wherever it is in the show, it's an indication of what they don't have for the remainder of the time. True. So that that's that's how I will be reading it. If Forza is early and long, I'm going to be concerned about the show. Yeah, and if it's last, it also is going to be. I think by then we'll know the yeah, show. Don't is drop bad. the mic with Forza. No. Yeah. You know, bad idea. Do you do you I think, think we get any smart. shadow drops today? Uh, I don't think Maybe. so. Smallish. Maybe. I would love to see yeah. Silk Song. That would that, that would be an oh, oh god. Drop. They showed it at the last Xbox showcase. That that game should be out. Damn it! What Was a shadow it? drop that would be if they did that. That would oh, be. Oh my god! Nobody nobody would watch the rest of the show whenever they showed it. People would be downloading. Yeah, you got to do it late. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Well, hopefully we get something then, because I, mean, I think that's the type of game you'd be looking for for a shadow drop. That would be I, was, I, was, I was hoping for like a Forza. Uh, you no. Know. No? no. I think we'll see Silk Song, and I think it'll just be a release date trailer. Well, that'd That's be great. Yeah, I, I, I think that we're long overdue for, due for that. I know I know. they said we're not going to have any movie trailers, but what are our chances for seeing the new uh, season of Halo, uh, season two? Uh, zero. No, oh, all right, damn it. I never say zero, but it's pretty damn close. Yeah, yeah I think they distance themselves <laughs> from that as much as possible. And with you think it's over? Legends. No, I don't think it's over. I just think okay. the Xbox wants nothing to do with that. They they have a quality problem. Why would they attach themselves to that sinking turd? I just don't see that ever. Well, happening. and you gotta love they can't even they can't even lean on nobody wants video game content, right? With the Mario movie out there, and yeah. 
all this stuff doing well now and their halo show was terrible yeah master cheeks buddy but, Master you know, Cheeks. Master he Cheeks. had he had sex with someone in mid Cortana watch and then caused the fall of Reach. Yeah. With I his, think he came out this week and he said something like he uh, intentionally acted or made that character. Poor. They they made the character yeah. to kind of yeah. throw it was, it was away a choice. You know, the, the thing you love. I actually yeah. don't think that's a bad choice. I yeah. I'm a big fan of just being like you know what this is a different thing. Screw you. Get over it. Here's something new. I'm I'm a big fan of that because I kind of hate fan service. But the thing that they chose to make was terrible and insane. And that's my problem is that like, if you're going to be that bold and throw out master chief that we know and love and make something new, go for it, man. I'd love to see that. But if this is the choice you made, this is what you give us. This is the story you decided to tell in the halo universe. Why? You're you're allowed to not like fan service, Travis, but you shouldn't desecrate what what the fans actually like that's not the goal you can go do something completely different you want to be completely that's off the, same the wall thing, no it's not you I could go and you could go and do something completely separate and not involve master chief at all yeah i, I think that's 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 something to do you can do something new but i also think that if you t- if you're playing with the characters people love there will always be people who see that as sacrilege and you cannot give in to the fans because fans a don't know what they're talking about and b are terrible and once you give them an inch they will never go away they'll just you know hound you over this thing forever and i think you have to just be bold and be like screw those people this is the story we're telling well we have this fight pretty regularly but there's a difference between wanting to do whatever you want artistically and then using another intellectual property to get the footing that you need to have anybody pay attention to your ass story which i think is the halos of the world yeah, one hundred percent. If your story is ass, then all of the boldness goes out the window, and it, now you just look like an idiot. That's my point: is that if you do something as bold as that, you better be damn confident in your story. Like, think about they were God of War twenty eighteen, right? Like they threw out an entire universe worth of stuff to make Kratos exist in this new place. I think that's pretty bold, and I think if that game was bad, you'd have a whole bunch of fans going oh my god it's because you didn't respect the franchise and blah blah blah. but the problem is you never hear from those people when it works you never hear from those people going oh wow sacrilege when when it's a good thing and that's sort of my problem with the whole it's it's a it's a fallaciously structured argument it's i just i have a problem with that Hmm. Um, but that said halo's bad it will not be at the show thank god all right you know, they want my big to show opening with new clips from Halo. <laughs> yeah, lower if my it expectations. Does, if it does, I will, and the, I, I'm committing to this right now. I will turn off my television. I will not watch the rest of the show, and I will. Um, I don't know what should I do. I will, uh, I'll just... You have to do a show next week uh, shirtless. Everybody no. wins. No, nope. I don't. I don't think anybody wants that. <laughs> First of all, it wouldn't change anything because underneath this, I have a full body tattoo of me of a suit over my body. Um, so that, <laughs> that wouldn't change me. anything. Uh, but yeah, I'll, 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 I'll turn off my uh, TV and I'll just go for a jog. I just won't even engage in the games industry today. I'll just be like, no, I've That's had fair. enough of this. Oh, like Shirtless, this. but with a tie. Old Do birthday that. suit. Yep. You know, my birthday suit is a three piece. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it sounds provocative. Oh, um, my God. That sounds disturbing. <laughs> sounds a little disturbing, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Three P. What? Uh, yeah. This will be interesting. What else? Hogue, what are you excited for? 
What could they do to win you over? Make you love Xbox again? Well, I would love to see something that surprises me. And so that's always hard to kind of guess at what that would look like. Uh, but there are companies that they have that I'm interested in seeing what they're up to. The double finds of the world. Psychonauts 2 is a little bit old now, so maybe they can show something, but it's probably not ready for primetime in the next year, so probably not. But what I don't want to see is the old Gears, Halo, Forza, buy an Xbox show. I want to see some stuff that gets a little bit beyond into different genres, into different things. In retrospect, I miss the show where they, you know, they have killer instincts show up unexpectedly and that kind of yeah. thing. So I would love to see more of that. That'd be cool. I'd love to That'd see Xbox cool. working on an RPG. So, you know, avowed. I want to see what or- Rare's working on. We know Rare's working on a different project, right? A not Sea of Thieves thing. Well, they are they Ever continuing Wild, on right? with Everwild or did they drop it? I don't that that's a little bit. Oh, that, that will definitely be here, I think. But it's a little bit development hell, but they're working on something else. Seems like everything Rare has ever made has gotten into development hell under the bit. brand. Well, no, that's not true. Um, well, Sea of Thieves certainly lurched another one. Yeah. Viva, Viva Pinata was pretty smooth. Yeah. I guess my question is Viva Pinata is old enough. Is that is that one that was really developed under Xbox or how yes. close was yeah. that? It, 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 that, was, that was fully under Xbox. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Viva Pinata was good. Yeah. Bring back Viva Pinata. You know what? I would love Viva Pinata. I would that would be oh my god. I would lose my mind if they did a Viva Pinata. Viva Pinata three with some banjo kazooie pinatas. Let's do it. Let's go. Ooh. Yes. Viva Pinata sequel. Oh, that would okay. That's now my new bar. I don't want to get too hyped for the show, but that would be my <laughs> new bar. I'm sure that that's not what they're working on because Rare kind of famously doesn't like sequels. They they would like to work on projects as little as possible and then move on that seems to be their mo so which i love about them but you know mm. we'll see nice even pinata 3 would be amazing even right. pinata 3 would be great it would add to a new genre for xbox an old genre but a new one for what they've currently got is their market standing i would That's love right. to see more weird games i've talked about this a lot Right. I don't yeah. want just third person over the shoulder action adventures in an open world. And one thing I that's mean, you, don't, you don't really have to worry about that. For yeah, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. You don't have you don't. even one of those. Yeah, you don't. But I mean, one thing that is a, at least mildly disturbing to me from the summer game fest was I don't know if you saw this news article, but the downvotes on the Prince of Persia video, which is a 2D action adventure now and not the 3D action adventures that Ubisoft was doing with the Prince of Persia revival. Got a bunch of downvotes from PlayStation, where the trailer was on both PlayStation and Nintendo. Didn't get that same kind of response from the Nintendo channel. And I just hate to see any brand, whether it's PlayStation or Xbox or Nintendo or anyone else, get kind of locked into this is what games are and this is all that they can be. So and I liked that Prince of Persia trailer. It looked it great. Looked great. Well, yeah. and you get some you get some really kind of uneducated comments about, well, you can't make Prince of Persia a 2D game. Uh, out your drinks at that. It's like, uh, yo, the yeah, that's a crazy comment. So, you get some weird comments like that, and it's like, yeah, okay. I mean, I get that Prince of Persia is more known for Sands of Time and even that short lived revival, uh, that was fully 3D, but Prince of Persia folks started as a 2D game. I mean, it's it's Jordan Mechner, it's Karateka, it's back in the day. 
the, and so the best, going back the to that is the Persia games are 2D also. Yeah. And th that game just looked cool. It had swagger style. It was a new take on the character. I was like, yeah, like, let's do this. And I, I had the same reaction, by the way, Hogue. Like, I went on to online and I was, my first thought when I saw that is A, this looks super cool. And B, the internet's going to hate it because it's not the Prince of Persia that they care about. And this is, again, why fans are the worst. Fans are the worst. <laughs> They're the worst. I don't know that fans are the worst, Travis, but I do think that the game industry has built its own fan base to do this, to say, well, if it's not an open world adventure game, it may not be worth talking about. Yeah. Right. That's a problem. So They're good games. I thought we yeah. got there. I thought when the walking dead telltale one game of the year, I thought we had all decided that games could come from all stripes and be amazing, but we keep running into this wall of very close-minded individuals. So um, anyway, I know you've got to get on the road, Hogue. You're already I late. do. I have to uh, I have to go do some of that parenting that I was chided for yeah, uh, I in give this very hugs. episode. So we are yeah. going to call it here at the 90-minute mark. But before we do, guys, what do you got going on, Travis? What, what are you writing about? What, what, what can we look out for from you on the yeah. internet? I've got some uh, review that I'm working on that I don't think I can talk about, but I got, I'm doing a new game. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm always writing stuff. I've got more Diablo guides uh, coming this week. I'm writing some advanced tool tip stuff. And if you're playing Diablo, you'll probably see some of that on IG.com. And then uh, I've got a preview that I think is finally, I'm going to be able to talk about on June 13th, which is in two days. So yeah, uh, by next week, I'll be able to talk about that. Really cool, very different and weird game, Hogue, which is something you'll be happy to I hear. Like. So, um, yeah, but I'll, that happened a couple weeks ago, and for some reason the embargo is just forever out. So I'm excited to talk about that. Uh, and that, that's pretty much it, man. Just on my content creation grind, if you want to call it content creation, which mm -hmm. is not something I ever use. But, yeah, um, that's me. dehumanizing, yes. I just don't. I don't know. I've never thought of myself in those terms. I think of myself as a critic. Yeah. So. It sounds like widget production. I don't love it either. Yeah. yeah. Dan, what do you got cooking? Hitman <laughs> 3, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I have put Diablo 4 aside because they released a new elusive target. Actually, you know what? They did. They came out with new content for for Great. The, the roadmap. The, roadmap. the live service model. Yeah, they're charging you money now for stuff. This is crazy. Mm. It's, it's almost crazy. like it's almost like if they make new content, they probably should get paid yeah, for it. Yeah, who knew? No, I'm not I'm not doing much. You know what? Check out uh Seasongaming.com for all of your gaming news and information. Ains has a couple of builds, one for a druid, one for a barbarian. Yes, his druid monster build video is yeah. popping. Popping. Yeah, so he's doing great. I'm sure I'll have some kind of reaction from the show here in a little bit. Uh, maybe tomorrow or something. I have no idea. I, I there, there, is a, there is a very def, like definitive line between what we do here and what, you know, I used to be you know, kind of both ways, but now I'm just, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy this. Yeah. So much yeah. more than like writing reviews and stuff because I just get to talk with some cool people and, and us and, and you guys. And yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> fantastic. So yeah, check out those videos for, for Ains and uh, I'm going to go, I, I bought a new TV yesterday, so I'm going to go finish setting it up, calibrate it, and then watch the show. I love it. So, Turn off that smoothing, Dan. That's yeah. Right. And HDR. Off. Turn that off. What? Is wrong yeah, with you? Uh, you have to turn it off if you're going to record gameplay. So it's I off on all that. my devices. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you're the worst. Never done that. Yep, I am the worst. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us for episode 263. When we next see you, Ains will have returned, but 
I believe we are off next week. Yes. Oh, that's right. Day, so we aren't going to have an episode next week. Sorry about that. Uh, but when we do come back in a couple weeks, Ains will be back in the catbird seat in the top left corner, and we'll all return to our proper orientations on this very screen. So thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you on the next episode.